You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. What's up, everybody? Appreciate you joining us. This is the, I guess tonight it's the Coast Podcast because Sean is actually on the East Coast, just outside of the DMV right now. Um, Not the DMV, like motor vehicles office but the dmv area of suburban dc virginia maryland um but it's typically called the coast to coast podcast we appreciate you guys tuning in all the folks out there in inside carolina land we're thankful for you hey special thanks to all of you guys and gals who gave us ratings and reviews after the last episode uh, i know we're coming to you a couple of days late due to travel this time but want to make sure we start with some thank yous and I'll, I'll give shout outs to specific folks a little bit later in the show, but we're thankful for you guys giving us those ratings and reviews. They definitely help. And it lets us know that you guys actually appreciate what it is that we're doing for you. Uh, has been a lot going on since the last time we met. So we're going to try to get all of it in this episode. Want to make sure again, rate and review for us. Uh, make sure you're taking the time to subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, so that you get all the content sent right to your feed. Uh, and we appreciate you being a part of it. And if you're not an Inside Carolina Premium subscriber, the hell are you doing? Get your life together. Go ahead and subscribe. Inside Carolina always has really good deals running right now. Look, the three of us are huge football fans. I'm not going to lie. And the football content that's coming out since camp started last week has been top notch. Shout out to Greg Barnes and Ross Martin and Gregory Hall and um, Isaiah and oh gosh, I'm going to forget her name and I hope she doesn't stab me. I haven't had a chance to meet her yet, but I see his newest intern, uh, big fans of those folks. They're working so hard to get you guys the content that you're used to. So if you're a football and basketball fan, make sure you're checking that out. But the main thing is go subscribe to inside Carolina, get the premium content, get it when you need it, get it quick. And we certainly appreciate all the work they're doing and appreciate you guys consuming what it is that we're putting out here. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Let's get rolling. Everybody knows the two that are here. Kirsten, yes, thank you, Sherelle. Um, that did not just come to me by ESP. Sherelle shot it to me in a message because he's a kind human being. He also uses his left and right turned indicators when he's driving on the highway. Um, Want to give a shout out to Sherelle and Sean for joining us. Sean Moran, Sherelle McMillan, they are the Lord Tariq and Peter Guns of this here podcast. We're thankful for them being here. Uh, Sherelle, how you feeling, man? I love your 25-year-old references. I'm good, man. <laughs> hey, look, I, 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 was, I wasn't going to say anything about dating, but you're the guy with the eye struggles right now. So, um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Shout out to, to needing new readers from the Walgreens. Uh, Sean Moran, how are you feeling? I'm doing pretty, pretty good today. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cheryl, you're right. I am kind of – I do very much pigeonhole myself as to when, <laughs> as to when music was leaving impressions on me, don't I? <laughs> it's fairly easy to catch yeah that 95 anyway, to 99 range yeah for yes sure. it's it, the the force is strong in that in that window of time guys there's a lot to talk about uh, i will um hearken our our listeners and viewers to the info that you guys put out last week sherelle specifically put up a scoop about what you guys as well as the other 24 7 uh national staff saw and heard over the um, the playing period in July. I think that's really good content. We're not going to repeat all of that, but I want to remind folks that it's out there if they want to go see it. Um, the biggest thing I think there is for us to talk about right now as we record this is there have been three new offers off uh, doled out by uh, Hubert Davis and the North Carolina basketball staff. 
since we last recorded. So I want to go through each of those three. I'm going to hit their names, their vitals, throw them out there and let you guys, Sherelle, let you talk a little bit about the offer. Sean, let you talk a little bit about their game. That's the way we roll. And hopefully this will give our listeners and viewers a little bit of the, you know, the understanding of, of who these guys are that are now officially on UNC's recruiting radar. First one, uh, 6'9", 185, top 50 player out of Brewster. He does play uh, for Mac Irvin AAU out of Chicago. Matas Bazalis. Sherelle, what can you tell us about this offer and how it developed? Uh, so he was the last of the three offers that came since the last time we've talked. And uh, I think what's funny about each of them, especially this one, is that he said he hadn't heard from UNZ at all prior to the phone call from Hero Davis. So this is a situation where he gets a text from you know, the 919 area code, like, hey, this is Hubert Davis. I want to talk to you later. And then Hubert calls later and says, hey, you, you have an offer to UNC. And um, so that's kind of how it went down. You know, he doesn't have a primary assistant yet. Um, but I think what North Carolina liked about him is that he is just kind of scratching the surface of what he could become. Um, just reading some of the things, we, you know, I didn't see Mac Irvin 16s on the team he played for at all this summer, but from just reading what people are saying, you know, evaluators that we trust and watching some, you know, highlight videos and some streaming stuff. Um, it just seems his versatility and, like I said, scratching the surface of what he can become is what attracts UNC. Uh, he can play with the ball in his hand some. Not saying he's going to be a full-time point guard, but he is one of those guys who can help move the ball. You know, we, we've seen that with Hebert Davis, uh, emphasis is keep the ball moving, you know, whip it around from side to side. You know, Will Shaver, one of their 2022 commitments, is great at that, um, you know, swinging from side to side. So when you have someone like Bazelis, as tall as he is, um, and, you know, with the attitude and mentality that he has, um, as far as wanting to pass and facilitate, you know, that helps a lot if you can have someone at the two or the three or even the four who can pass like he does. So between that, um, his shooting acumen, and then he's pretty aggressive uh, as a dunker too. Um, so all those things, I think, caught the eye of Hubert and, um, you know, when they watched him over at Peach Jam uh, back in July. Gotta love a kid who wants to punch on somebody. Uh, again, 24-7 rankings, typically have him in the top 50 if he is as dominant uh with the ball in his hand as the crickets are in Sherelle's background then I, I know he's going to be a, a load for recruit Knicks to follow Sean what do you think about his game I mean scout lists him as a small forward how do you feel like his game matches up with that ticket that typical uh, position classification yeah I mean he definitely likes operating on the on the wing I mean I think you know projecting you know you, you said it yourself six nine so realistically he, he'll probably be a, a stretch four just given given his size but uh, he is a guy that is comfortable on the wing you're not going to find him you know posting posting guys up you know especially as you know he, he's probably the skinniest guy that we'll we'll talk about today um, so he definitely needs to add, add some weight but Sherelle mentioned his versatility and in a lot of the articles, he kind of talks about being a point guard. Now I wouldn't feel comfortable uh, putting him, putting him at the full-time point guard position, but once again, he can, he can handle the ball and that allows him some flexibility on the perimeter. Uh, Cause he can, he can shoot. Um, you know, it was noted uh, throughout kind of the first, first message board posting a lot of, a lot of people called out his low release point. So that's definitely something uh, as he advances, he'll need to work on because, you know, the quicker and longer the defenders get, the easier that will be to block. But he, he's very comfortable kind of getting in that triple threat position, jab step. You know, if you back off, he's going to let it go. If you don't, he, he'll, he'll attack. And he doesn't have kind of a lot of, you know, wiggle in his, in his 
driving game, but he can do, you know, one to two very decisive moves, whether it's a spin or a crossover and get to where he needs to go. And he's, he's so long that he, as Terrell mentioned again, he can, he can finish uh, pretty, you know, pretty impressively. Um, and he's a guy, you know, ranked in the, in the fifties right now. I think another early impression uh, on the message boards was, you know, is he quick enough? And I think at that stretch four position, he will be uh, just because once again, he's going to be going against for the most part players that aren't as used to covering on the perimeter. Um, and I think once again, he's a guy that still has a lot of potential as he gets, as he gets stronger. So he's got, you know, he has, he's lived in outside of Chicago. Uh, his parents are from Lithuania, but he, it's almost like he grew up in Lithuania with kind of that European flair. Um, so he's, you know, he's a pretty, intriguing prospect also if you're kind of projecting out will he be at unc or wherever longer than a year mm. and at least right now the answer is yes obviously that can change in a hurry but i think unlike the other two guys we're about to talk to he might have more of a longer term fit uh at a college i love that you pointed out to the the comments that we saw uh, on the message boards about his shot being so low because when you're six nine playing at six two guys like you said, that doesn't really affect you. But as you get into stiffer competition, which you'll see at Brewster and, and, and other places as he continues to play, yeah, that may not get it done. Cheryl, something else you want to add about uh, about Matas Bezalis? Yeah, I would just say right now his recruitment, um, it, it isn't a murderer's row um, of teams lined up. Um, you know, Kansas offers everyone, so they're in there. <laughs> Illinois kind of being the home state school. DePaul is in there. Um, Arizona with their new head coach is definitely looking at guys who kind of have that international flavor. Um, but outside of that, it's, it's probably his best offer is UCLA. So right now you're looking at UCLA, Carolina, Syracuse, Kansas, Illinois, and Arizona as kind of the group from which, uh, you know, I, I would guess the, the high profile schools from his offer list. Um, and he's making a trip to Florida state. I think he said, as well as Wake Forest. And he does plan to get out to UNC. So um, his parents and his skills trainer are really the people involved. So as far as, you know, recruitments and, and fit and all those things, it's definitely one that uh, I think UNC um, can, can be active in and can win. Well, uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on that as things materialize, you know, again, it, just just so happened he popped on UNC's radar and had an offer very quickly. So we'll continue to track that. Uh, next one, JJ Taylor, 6'8 and 185. By the way, all three of these kids listing listed waiters, 180, 185 pounds. So I'm assuming it's it's pretty much the same wing forward style player that Hubert Davis is locked in. I was like, oh, you're between 6'6 and 6'10. You weigh 185. Yes, I'm gonna come see you. Um, another wing forward. Uh actually, you know, if you look at uh, scouts rating on him. He's pretty much a top 10 player. Uh, also from Chicago, attends Kenwood Academy. Sherelle, talk to us about J.J. Taylor. Uh, yeah, so another player on Matt Garvin's 1600 team uh, who's coached by Mike Garvin. And Mike Garvin is also his head coach at Kenwood. So his head coach in AU and in high school are, are the same guy. So we talked to him a little bit about Taylor. And I think really more than anything is just he is – you know, there's athletes and then there's good athletes and then there's elite athletes. He is like on top of the elite athletes. Like he has, and I know this is a, a vision, this is not a visual medium for those listening on podcasts, but <laughs> I was raising my hand to show just kind of the athlete he is. I think that's what sticks out the most. Um, uh, his, his size helps him on the wing. I think you're talking about, I think you're talking about a wing, you know, once he gets into the NBA. 
Um, and just a, a dynamic player who can do a lot of things and do a lot of things well. His coach said that really what he likes is that um, the plays he makes are energy plays that get that get his team going. You know, he does crazy dunks and um, he has a little bit of showmanship to him, which, you know, his coach like. And then just the fact that he, he feels like he can be a really, really good defender once he kind of locks in and puts his mind to it. Um, so, I mean, this is, <clears throat> this is, you know, that, that top five elite, you know, guys who, who's going to be um, uh, courted by all the professional leagues courted yeah. by, uh, you know, Kansas and Kentucky and Duke, Kentucky and Duke offered June 15th, um, the first day that coaches could call rising juniors. So they offered immediately. So Carolina is a little, you know, two months, I wouldn't say behind, but they're, they're two months uh, after he got the Duke and Kentucky offer. So this is, you know, the elite of the elite. This is the, you know, one of the top guys in the class. So um, there's no harm in it. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think um, maybe we don't give UNC enough credit. The fact that, you know, Caleb was a top 10 player coming out of high school and Nasir was a top 10 player coming out of high school and Cole Anthony was a top 10 player coming out of high school. Cause we immediately see, oh, he's ranked number three. There's no way he's going to go to Carolina because, they're not Duke and Kentucky right now, but that's three top three, top ten guys in the last you know four classes. So mm-hmm. maybe there's more of a chance, especially with NIL now. Awesome, I, I do love the you know whenever you talk about guys with with energy that can kind of ignite the rest of their team. That's that's a factor that you really don't see in measurables uh, if you're looking at a kid's profile and and hearing you share what what uh, his coach Mike Irvin has said about him is. Is, is pretty intriguing. Sean, talk to us about his game a little bit. What jumps out at you aside from, you know, J.J. Taylor's dominant athleticism? Well, I mean, Sherelle said dynamic player, and, and he's definitely a, a, a dynamic player. I mean, you know, talking about, about these two players almost makes me wish I was back in, in Chicago in terms of being able to get a few more viewings. And actually, when I was in Chicago, his older brother, Steve, Steve Taylor, played for Simeon alongside Jabari Parker, um, who I got to watch a lot in person, but very different games between, between the brothers. Um, you know, Steve was more of a four, five, five, four, and here you have a, an all around three. Uh, so for him, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of weaknesses to pinpoint because he's got, you know, normally you'd see, okay, he's, he's really athletic. He can get to the rim. He can dunk, you know, he probably is not going to be able to shoot that well. You know, I don't know what his percentages were in Peach Jam, but he's got, you know, good form on his shot, which is what you want to see going forward. And he's got range. Um, he can handle the ball. You know, Cheryl mentioned kind of high-energy plays. I think talking to people that watched him at Pangos and some other, one of the weaknesses was uh, that I heard was motor. Um, and so while he might have high-energy plays, you know, it almost seemed like he was getting bored um, maybe at times of maybe not being, you know, not getting to play against people that can challenge him and deciding to kind of turn it on or off. But at the same time, he averaged 25 points a game as a freshman at Morgan Park in Chicago and averaging 20 points, if even if you're a senior in the Chicago public league is extremely impressive. So to do that as a freshman um, obviously shows that he is kind of, you know, Chicago hasn't had one of those top tier guys for, for five, five plus years. Um, and he's, he's one that, you know, when we're talking about the draft and, you know, what, 2020, uh, 2023. Um, yeah. If I'm doing the easy, easy <laughs> math, easy math in my head, um, you know, he'll be, he'll name his name will be, be up there unless, you know, something, something happens. So, you know, right now he's, he's in that upper echelon and I don't see any, any way he kind of drops out of it, at least right now. 
Yeah, you know, I'm sure you guys probably know the numbers a little little better than I, uh, just as far as how many guys are are top ten at this point, and then tank or or drop out of sight. And and just with his with his skill set right now, I don't see that. Uh, like you guys said, I think there's going to be a a myriad of opportunity for him, whether it be college or uh, different professional options or what have you. All right, and the last one uh, who was offered, I think, right after we recorded. Uh, the last episode of the Coast to Coast podcast, Mackenzie Mbako. Uh, if you're looking him up on the Scout database, last name is spelled M-G-B-A-K-O, 6'7", you guessed it, 185 pounds, uh, wing forward, kind of a top 20-ish kid if you're looking at Scout's rankings. Out of, <clears throat> excuse me, out of New Jersey, Gil St. Bernard. Sherelle, what's the haps? Yeah, uh, another player they watch uh, a lot in July. Um, there are a few times we were like, who, you know, are they watching the New Jersey Scholars, which is a team he plays on, um, on Nike ZYBO circuit. And we thought, um, you know, that they might be, but just you don't know for sure when you're not there. Um, and I, I think this offer confirmed that the, a lot of the viewings that we thought were um, for for New Jersey Scholars were for him because um, they also have uh, Dewan Wagner's son on that team as well, so they're they're kind of teammates. And um, Man, you guys are old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I I, rem- I mean, well, I remember when when I was like, oh, Dewan Wagner, he's Milt Wagner's son, you know. So I'm <laughs> I'm getting to the third generation now, double generational. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, McKenzie, man, just in July, if you talk to re- recruiting guys and, and scouts and everything. He is one of the biggest risers in general, regardless of class, just by how well he played, um, all the things he can do from the small uh, forward spot. Um, He just seems like an an all-around complete player. Again, we didn't get a chance to see him in person. Um, The live period that we were – or the couple of live periods that we were on the road, um, they were up up north, so we we didn't get a chance to see him. But um, by all all accounts, you know, North Carolina, again – likes the versatility. That's kind of the buzzword with Heber Davis, um, versatility, and then the shooting and the spacing. And um, I think he can provide that for, for UNC. Now, um, again, it's going to be tough sledding because this is, you know, one of those top 10, you know, elite of the elite type players who um, has offers from, you know, the major schools and everybody wants him, and he's going to get professional looks as well. So when, when you start putting players in tiers, uh, Taylor, and, and McKenzie are kind of, you know, in that elite, you know, five, six, seven, eight guys who are going to get these offers. And then I think Mattis is kind of in the next one below who will be really good co- college players for a year or two. Um, but that's the kind of prospect you're talking about and an elite one and done type who will be a, you know, top 10 consensus in this class among all the services. I just can't wait until we're talking about UNC's roster iteration of a certain season where, Hubert Davis can send out five guys that are all six, seven, between 180 and 200 pounds. <laughs> Sean, uh, you've had a chance to see some of Mbako's video. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, you know, what you see and what jumps off the screen at you. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, watching him and then Taylor kind of back to back, you know, there's obviously a lot of, a lot of similarities right now. He's ranked, I think 14th, but, you know, just given how he played and, and how he moves and everything, you know, top five, I don't think is out of the question um, at, at some point that might be, maybe a little aggressive, but easily top 10, as, as Shrill said. So, you know, but here's a guy, he was playing, seven, you know, a rising junior. He was actually playing on the 17 and under circuit mm-hmm. in the EYBL. So, uh, you know, playing against, you know, some, some better competition than uh, the 16 under Mac Irvin fire. And here he was averaging 17 and a half points, uh, shot 37 and a half percent from three. Uh, and he hit 27 threes over the course of the, the two weeks. So he was, he was certainly firing, 
firing them up. Uh, but similar to Taylor, I mean, he's got good form, but he can do, you know, do stuff off the dribble. Uh, he can defend a few different positions. Uh, so once again, another versatile threat, um, you know, I feel like what would have to kind of go back and maybe look at some stats or even, you know, when Hebert was an assistant, but I feel he loves the New Jersey, uh, area when, when recruiting. So, uh, we'll see if that can, that can start maybe paying some, uh, dividends at, at some point in the future, but, you know, you're looking at the three guys that are all versatile can shoot kind of that six, seven, you know, up to six, nine type of type of player. Um, and here you have two for sure, one and done's, and then another guy that is skilled uh, that we think, you know, will be moving up. It was interesting to see the offers come out and, um, you know, just seeing what he was looking for. Yeah. All right. So that's a really good synopsis of three guys. Sherelle, what were you about to say? Taylor was another one who, when we talked to him, he was like, the first time I heard from UNC was today. I got a text from a 919 area code. It was Hubert Davis. And he said, I'm going to call you, you know, in a little bit. And he called and offered. So it's a good two, thing. These, so. these kids didn't think it was like uh, an, an auto aftermarket warranty spam call. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was just, it's just funny that, you know, Mac, that Mac Irvin 16 and under team must have had like an amazing game when they watched him in July. Well, I mean, they had that, you know, Woods elite game because yeah. when you're watching, uh, uh, Buzelis's highlights a lot of what he was doing was in that Woods Elite, and you could see Hubert Hubert sitting there. So, you know, yeah, that, that game obviously left an impression on him. So, then the question goes, you know, were they doing watching a lot of other you know tape afterwards, or was it that game and and you know that left the main impression? And now comes the offer, um, you know, a week or so afterwards, very quickly. So, a little different than the old regime in terms of, of offers. Hey, maybe Coach Davis just wants an excuse to go get some massively overrated Chicago deep dish pizza. Uh, I'm going to get some hell for that, aren't I? Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, while we're headed that way, I want to give a big shout out to Johnny T-Shirt. Guys, right now, if you go to johnnytshirt.com, the first thing that will come up on your screen is a massive, I mean, huge national championship size banner that says 70% off. Um, that's right. They're having a... Uh, summer clearance they're trying to move some of their stuff out because they're making room for the new stuff that's coming in for fall sports uh, so you really can't go wrong there's something for everybody I'm not just saying that I know it's a cliche but it, it, it's really true I've gone through some of the items on here uh, I got new arrivals I got all of the fall sports stuff they're already starting to get new Nike fall hoodies in all of your football gear if you want to you know if you're the kind that likes to have the gear that the the teams are wearing right now and they're doing practice and doing photo day and all that stuff it's available for you at Johnny T-Shirt. Hit them up. Take care of Johnny T-Shirt. They've been taking care of Inside Carolina subscribers forever. Premium subscribers know you get that premium code right there on the message board. Take that. Use that on your purchase. Take the extra dime off the top. There's nothing wrong with saving money, y'all. Johnny T-Shirt's here for you. So johnnytshirt.com right there on East Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Uh, they can help you out. They can help you out with with uh, instant you know, delivery out to your car if you need that, or their shipping's always quick right from their warehouse up in Hillsboro. JohnnyT-shirt.com. We appreciate them, and we certainly appreciate you guys sending them your business. Take a quick break for some national ads. We'll be right back. We'll talk about some of the kids that are still on the board for the North Carolina Tar Heels for the 2022 class. Hang tight. 
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, fellas, ladies, you who have stuck around, we appreciate it. Uh, the first half, we broke down the new offers that have come out from Hubert Davis and his staff for the 2023 class. Now we're going to look at a couple of guys that are still on the board for 2022 talking about some visits that have been set up since the last time we, we did one of these shows. Uh, Sherelle, talk to us about what's going on with Tyler Nickel. He seems like he, he put out his list. Yes, he did. Do you want to, do you want to elaborate on that? This uh, is I, I, this I thought is it was like a question. I, <laughs> I throw it to you and you give us elaboration well, and more I was, information. <laughs> I was waiting for the, the, the question mark tone. Like he gave out his list, but you gave me more of an ellipsis. So I was like, do I answer? Do I wait? Um, so yeah, he has a, a interesting, <laughs> he has an interesting five. Um, they're going to take uh, visits to all five of his finalists. So he has Virginia tech. He has uh, North Carolina. He has Iowa. He has LSU, and then I'm forgetting the fifth, and I'm just I mean, pretty bad L- analyst right now. That's so LSU, LSU and Iowa, you can't get more <laughs> more different than than that. Yeah, so I'm I'm being a, a really not great analyst right now. So he's visiting North Carolina um, September 10th um, is the official visit date, and right now there are only two players who have. Um, visits you know kind of on the book so um the good thing about that is i guess if you and see he'll be there for a football game it'll be a night football game it'll be the first home game so it should be pretty lively in, in chapel hill um to experience kind of um the first weekend of, of everyone kind of being back as it stands right now um for you know unc football and really just in general in two years um so that's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of um uh, catharsis that weekend, I think, <laughs> from fans. So that'll be a good experience for him. But, um, you know, I think uh, North Carolina has has done a good job with him, um, you know, as far as making sure that he know they know, he knows that, he you know, he is a priority for them, um, but also making sure that he knows that they are still talking with other players. So they, they've done a really good job of kind of balancing um, those two things. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, I, I don't want to be pretentious, but you would expect that considering the rest of his list, if North Carolina really, really pushes that they could get him. But, you know, we'll see. That fifth school that uh, you were blanking on is Butler. Butler. That's uh, why I was blanking on him. Obviously, yeah. they cannot offer the same uh, football game day experience that he might be able to get at a North Carolina or a Virginia Tech or an LSU or even in Iowa, uh, if you're into that kind of thing. I know Sean Moran loves hey. all things Big Ten <laughs> athletics. So, uh, Sean, I'm going to ask you a question here. 
how do you feel like how do you feel like Tyler Nickel would complement the three guys that have already committed to uh, Hubert Davis in the 2022 class? Um, I think he would compliment everybody pretty well. I know we, we, you know, the last few times we've talked more about Isaac Trout. Um, but I think, you know, for, for nickel or, or Trout's a four or five, you know, nickel, I'd say is a three slash four, you know, four slash three, maybe depending on how you want to view him. Uh, but I think he kind of adds that perimeter, uh, perimeter threat. Um, you know, you have point guard, you have big man, now you have a perimeter guy um, and he's a guy that can score um, and he's a guy that is aggressive and he's another guy that does not have, at least right now, kind of one and done potential. So another kind of longer term uh, building block. So, you know, I think with him, it, it, it could definitely be a fit and he could perhaps provide some of that scoring punch uh, to go with, with Trimble and, and then, you know, Washington as, as well as Shaver once he kind of, you know, gets acclimated. And then the other scheduled visit that we already uh, kind of have on our radar, uh, Sherelle broke this a while back, uh, Cam Whitmore um, going to be having his visit right now scheduled for August the 22nd. So as you hear this about two weeks from now, Sherelle, how does that look? How do you expect that to play out um, and, and kind of give us your, would you like to give us some more insight about Cam Whitmore <laughs> visiting Chapel Hill? Oh, question for him, Jeopardy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, he 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 came out of July as the number one target. I, I feel very comfortable saying that. Um, he's the guy I think they feel like complements best the three play the three commitments that they have. Um, he has shown himself to be a, a a solid shooter. I think he wasn't quite as good as he was in June. Um, as he he wasn't quite as good in July as he was in June from a shooting aspect because when Hubert Davis saw him, I mean, he was lights out. You know, he mm -hmm. shot. He shot like in the 60s from three over those two days. Um, he's not that, quite that shooter, uh, but he's also not what he shot in July. So somewhere in between. And I think what they like about him is just um, he is I, I, I hesitate to use the word ferocious, but he really is in how he plays. Um, you know, whatever phrase you want to use, high motor, ferocious, physical, <laughs> we'll allow it. you know, dog, you know, your favorite, Joey. He's all those <laughs> things. Um, and I think they like that because when you're going to play a style where maybe, you know, you have bigs who are, are, are you know, picking, popping and, and being out on the perimeter, you need athletic dudes and wings who can come in and help you crash the boards. And I think Whitmore can really do that with his size and his physicality. Um, he's six, six right now, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that really matters just because of his athleticism uh, and, and, you know, the things that he can do with the ball in his hands, um, you know, he, for T Melo, sometimes they gave him the ball and he would, you know, make great passes and great rebounder, really, really good defender. Um, I think he can, he's one of those guys who legitimately can guard like one through four, maybe one through five, depending on upon how tall the five is. But all that to say, you know, he is the guy right now for them. I think it's not even close. Like he is the number one target and, you know, that's why they wanted to get him on in on an official so quickly um, to kind of, um, get, get their name out there, so to speak. He's got mm -hmm. visits to Illinois and Miami, and I, th I still think he's going to set up two other uh, official visits. Uh, you know, he's already taken one to Maryland, but that was a junior year. So he could take another to Maryland. Uh, Villanova is a school that's in there. Um, but, you know, it's going to be stiff competition, but he, he's the guy for them right now. And like you said, I, I would be shocked if, if you would see it and pull out all the stops when, when they get him on campus. Sean, refresh us a little bit about Cam Whitmore's game, aside from him being a dog and a, 
uh, uh, ferocious playmaker and all of the all of the things that that Sherell and I throw back and forth all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the the main thing, and this goes with with those adjectives, is you know his athleticism. I mean, he 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 can jump out of the gym. That's the thing that uh, when you're watching him, whether it's it's a block shot from the you know from the help side or catching an alley oop, he can jump out of the gym. Uh, Sherell mentioned shooting in June. He shot the ball extremely well. You know, it's still kind of a question mark. Can he really shoot? Uh, it wasn't answered in Peach Jam because he shot, uh, you know, 20, some 27, 24% from the three-point line, under 50% from the free throw line as well. Um, but once again, here's a guy that, you know, we talk about versatility, you know, three, four, four, three, but six, six, he's strong enough, athletic enough where a big guy is not going to, you know, take him down to the post, right? But he can easily switch and cause havoc on the defensive end, um, which I think is probably his calling card when you look at, you know, his defensive ability, his rebounding, and then, oh yeah, you know, the guy can, the guy can score as well. But once again, a guy that I think will also need to, you know, improve that offensive skill set to not kind of, pigeonhole is not the right right word, but when he gets to college, um, you know, teams are able to focus on his weaknesses and now, some of that athleticism gets negated um, because, you know, every team knows exactly what he's going to do, but it makes sense that he's the top target for UNC. You don't find that athleticism every day. And uh, once again, I think, you know, the shooting has been up and down, but he still has some time to, to work, uh, work on that. So Sherelle made mention in our chat, which often keeps me on the rails here, uh, he put TE in there, which I'm assuming means that Cam Whitmore can just run a really good dig route from the tight end <laughs> position. Is it, no, would this be attached or would this be detached from the line of scrimmage? I think he's more of a detached guy. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you think about it, he's 6'6". Six, six. He's listed at 200 pounds now. He's only 17. So if basketball doesn't work out for him, man, like honestly, how many times have we seen it where the athletic, you know, kind of forward who – um, is, is built strong, you know, tries out for football and it just works out. I mean, the kid at Baylor, uh, I forget his name. He's not a kid. He's a grown man. I shouldn't say kid. The guy at Baylor um, years ago. Uh, Rico Dallas, Gathers. Rico Gathers. Dallas yeah. picked him up for like four years. I mean, he played in maybe one game, but he made a ton of money just because Dallas was like, oh, this dude is super athletic. Let's let's see what happens. And he played. He was in the NFL for four years on a roster spot just because of the, the threat of his athleticism. And I think Whitmore um, is that type of player. Now he's not as nearly as big right now, but that's something that could change once he gets into a college strength and conditioning program. But that's just the kind of athlete I'm trying to help people understand. That's the kind of athlete he is, is that um, it's not even far-fetched at all for him to be thinking about that down the line if basketball doesn't work out. But it, it seems like basketball is going to work out for him. <laughs> hey man, we appreciate that you are a well-rounded humanitarian that cares about what <laughs> options this kid go. may have outside of basketball. I, yes. I appreciate that. You're yes. looking out for the kid. Yes. All right. Uh, before we get to some housekeeping stuff, Sean, you got two pennies for us before we wrap the show? Uh, I think I'm all, I'm all out of pennies for right now. I mean, I just think it, you know, in terms of as we try to figure out, you know, what type of, hu- what type of player is Hubert watching um, and how do the, how are those offers going to come? So once again, you're kind of waiting for it. You knew something was going to happen and then, Boom, boom, boom. You know, three come, a little quiet. Are, you know, three more going to come? What position? Uh, right now, it's obviously that small forward spot that they're focusing on in that rising junior class. But um, who, else is, who else is on the radar? Because uh, they're not going to be shy about going 
after the top 10 talent and then mixing it in uh, with, you know, more of that, you know, four star as well. Well, as always, we appreciate it. And before we get out of here, I want to make sure you guys have a chance to get some of this love too. I challenged our listeners and viewers to leave us some reviews uh, in the last podcast. I do not know how to access reviews or ratings in any other mediums other than the Apple podcast format, but I need to give a shout out to Alex Co 222, which was the handle he left. Uh, spoke, he was the first person to give a review after our last podcast. So shout out there. Uh, B Taylor 910 says, loves the content. Always informative. Keep up the great work, Joey, Sherell, and Sean. Hey, I'll, I'll just be here. Sherell and Sean are the ones doing the heavy lifting. But some other folks that left really nice reviews for us want to give them some love. I am underscore A-G-E, uh, J underscore Doc, J-Doc, uh, Terrell Joy, um, R-E-C-N-C, T-A-E-H-T-T-R, which I'm sure is one of Shrell's best friends. Hail to the Redskins there. Uh, <laughs> Drew Young, 11, Gavin, dash 33B. Definitely gave some love to the Coast to Coast podcast. Maverick Borelli, Stu Scott fan in Goodling at Sfort underscore 704 and Kroger's 78. All of those folks gave Inside Carolina some ratings and review love. So gentlemen, yes, gentlemen it. and ladies, we salute you for that. And if you guys, again, as you, if you don't like what we're doing, let us know because we want to be better about it. We're trying to up our game, be on our hashtag grind because hashtag no days off, hashtag in the lab, all that good stuff, as the kids say. Man, do, how old do I sound? Do I sound old enough or am I hip? You know, you know the GIF or Jeff, however you say it, of the uh, – I can't remember the guy. He's like, hello, fellow students. Yeah. Hello, yeah, fellow yeah. kids. The yeah. guy who's in every – he's in every movie, but you don't know his name or I didn't know yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah I know I from Armageddon. I hope I'm not as ugly as Steve Buscemi. That dude, <laughs> you're, you're not. That dude is uglier in a bowling <laughs> shoe. Good God. Um, all right, fellas. I appreciate your time this evening. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Special thanks to Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring the show. Big shout out to John Siegley, our producer extraordinaire behind the scenes who puts all this audio together for you guys and gets it out into your devices. And for Sean Moran, for Sherelle McMillan, the Quavo and Offset of this show, I am just Joey Powell. That's a non-95. Yeah, that was like just like 2012, 2013. I'm, I'm within the same decade, right? Yeah, close. yeah. We appreciate y'all being here. We'll catch you next time. This has been the Coast to Coast Podcast on InsideCarolina.com. Late. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+. Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.